0: And welcome to a bookshelf binge. I'm your host Jessica, and today I'm joined by Emily Wittig. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Um, some of you may know but Emily Wittig does amazing book cover art. She most notably did the Touch of Darkness series, and you did the King of Battle and Blood too, right?
1: I did not. I just did her um, Hades POV ones, and then I did Temptress of Fire and Fury and A Song of Sorrow, and then um, some other ones that have not been revealed.
0: (laughs) But I just completely fucked up this intro. It's fine. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I found you because I am claiming Scarlet as a friend. (laughs) So I'm so glad that this could happen. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh yeah, thanks for having me. I love Scarlet to death.
0: I love her i'm just like she did her interview here and i was like so you're not mine (laughs) (laughs)
1: she's so nice
0: can you just kind of talk about how you started doing cover art
1: yeah sure so it's kind of a weird story um back in 2011 i was diagnosed with severe scoliosis and if you don't know it's when your spine is twisted and curved so mine was so bad that it was past the point of being able to do a brace when they caught it And so I had to go right to the the fusion surgery, which is where they put titanium rods on both sides of your spine to straighten it out. So I had that. And then it was like a year of recovery with very little physical activity. So I was like, what the heck am I going to do? So my parents got me a Kindle and I just was consumed by books and indie books, especially. And I met some amazing authors. My middle school librarian at the time was like, you should check out this website, Goodreads. Like you can record your books on there. These authors are probably on there. And so I would reach out to the authors and chat with them. And I was just like fangirl reader. And then in 2015, I don't know why I was like, I'm going to design book covers. (laughs) Um, I really liked art and I don't know, I was just like, let's give it a go. And so a lot of the authors that I was friends with they let me experiment with their stuff and of course it was for free cuz i was horrible at the time but um that's how it started and i just kept doing it and now it's been 6 years and i still get to do it
0: that's so cool i love that like it started like so organically like can i just like mess around with your book covers thanks <laughs> exactly
1: i know it was so it just all worked out very well
0: um yeah it was super weird that's so cool i love that so much can You talk about the process you kind of go through. So, you get commissioned for a book, and then what happens?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, usually I will ask them if they already have a vision in mind of what they want to see. Most of the time, they do not. (laughs) And so, then I'll say, Do you have a Pinterest board? Because having those visuals is very helpful for me. Um, I'll say, can you pin, like if they want people on the cover, can you pin what your characters look like? If you want an object-based typography cover, other ones that you think are inspiration for what you want, and then um, I will use that to come up with a draft, and then I will show it to them, and then for the most part, the people who are like, do whatever you want, I don't have anything, um, you show them the draft, and then all of a sudden they know exactly what they want. <laughs> They're like, I want whatever you want, but like, not that. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So um, yeah, it's usually, I just have a conversation with them, see what they're thinking, look at their board, and then come up with a draft, and we go and we edit until they're happy.
0: That's so cool. How do you decide between, like, a more, like, artistic cover and, like, more, like, Mm photography-based covers? Because you've done both. I've seen both on your website, and they are both, like, beautiful. Like, your Gothicana special edition, like, that was just, like, so gorgeous but then you have like a touch of fate which is like much more artistic I would say right I don't know the right way to say this no I know what you're saying (laughs) Um, yeah it's mostly
1: again in that conversation with the author I'll say do you want people on the cover do you want more object typography based um, and I feel like there's been a trend lately where people are doing not people on the covers because readers don't like it as much. They like it left up to the imagination. Um, so it's typically just what the author wants with the cover.
0: Okay. And then when it comes to like like creating it, let's say it's like a photography based one, like an object, like the Gothicana one, which like if anyone hasn't looked it up, like look it up. <laughs> um how like what's the process for that is that just like you find like a really like wonderful spooky photo and then like kind of take your own spin on it or like how like how do you dive into that
1: yeah so I have a lot of stock websites that I spend way too much time on looking for photos Um, but that one, actually, I was looking at her Pinterest board and there was a picture of this piano in this really spooky setting with like candles. And I don't know, I saw it. There were a lot of pictures on the board and I saw that one and I was like, oh my God, that one just speaks to me. So then I was trying to find a similar vibe and aesthetic to that. And I found a creepy old piano, um, in a room. And then I just added like texture on top of it. And I Photoshopped like the chandelier in on the top. Um, and found that beautiful font that fits it perfectly so I just to answer your question I spend way too much time looking on the stock sites (laughs) (laughs) until I find something that I think fits
0: no that's great I mean like fair I have a friend who has like a t-shirt company and she's like I spend way too much time looking at fonts."
1: fonts when I don't need fonts but I'm like I need this one
0: And that's, like, not how, like, my brain works. Like, I'm not, like, a visual person. Like, this is the crux of my creativity. So, like, I can't even, like, imagine, like, how to go about that. So, do you have a favorite kind of cover you like to design? Yes. I
1: would say that I like the more artistic ones. I just think there's so much more. Because, like you were saying it's not as much just like, here's the photo, kind of treat it and then add typography on it. It's like, you're starting from scratch. Here's this texture and this kind of base photo. And you add this, like, there's just a lot of puzzle pieces that you put together to make it from scratch, if that makes any sense. Um, And I think it, it just feels much more creative for me, not that the other covers don't. But when it is those kinds of covers, I tend to have the okay from the author to do whatever and go wild with it. And they're very open to it. So I can do crazy ideas that still fit the story, but just aren't as typical as you would see on the market. Um, And so those are my favorite, just because I think they're so abstract and beautiful to look at. They really stand out.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I get it. I very much like this. It's like kind of like more yours. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel a pressure to like stick to certain genres and like certain authors and all of that? Or are you very much like open to all things that come your way? Hmm.
1: It's kind of funny. I feel like whenever I have a moment where I'm like, oh, I'd like to design more in this genre. I'd like to do more of this kind of cover. Those kinds of authors start to come to me it's like the universe, I put the vibes out and they come.
0: You Um, really manifest.
1: I manifest. I love manifesting. Um, For a long time, I did a lot of contemporary romance. And then I was like, oh, it'd be cool to do some fantasy because I'd like to get practice in that. And then this year, I feel like I've just done loads of fantasy, which I love. Like I'm not complaining in the least. Um, But yeah, so I don't really get like bogged down in one because it just seems to naturally like I don't know why, but people trust me. Like when I haven't done a ton of a certain genre, they're like, I think you could do this. I'm like, I'll take your word for it. Let's do it. And so then we do, usually works out. Um, So I get to experiment in a lot of different, and I've done like suspense thriller. I just did an MM cover, which is the first one that I've done um, ever. A lot of fantasy, a lot of contemporary romance. Like I'm super lucky. All these people trust me. Um, even when I haven't done a ton in the genre. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I love that you manifest so much of this. Like that's just excellent.
1: I just, uh, I love it. I have an author friend, Macalia Smeltzer, who I'm very close to. She was actually the first author that I talked to on Goodreads and that let me experiment with her stuff and we're very close. Um, Her and I talk about manifesting a lot. Like I just think there's so much to putting out positive vibes and positive energy and making lists and Pinterest boards of your goals and your aspirations. Like, I don't know. I totally believe everything happens for a reason and you put it out there and it'll come
0: back to you. Absolutely. There's so many like religions and groups that like kind of cement that that's such like an intricate part of the universe. Mm -hmm. So like, if there are so many groups and religions that do this, who am I to like yuck someone else's yum and like (laughs) not embrace that like there has to be something to it otherwise it would have like ended much earlier than this right (laughs) and like manifesting just like it feels good
1: (laughs) I know why would you want to be negative like be positive
0: right like putting out that negative shit into the world just like no one needs it we don't need that only hurts you
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs)
0: Life lessons from a bookshelf binge, you guys. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> Take it into your 2022. So you kind of touched on this, but like covers really follow trends. Mm-hmm. Like, like it or hate it. Like there is a solid trend. Like right now in like contemporary romance, it's like much more like the cartoon, more abstract cover rather than like a dude and a girl like being photographed on the cover. Mm-hmm. Do you lean into that or do you really try to combat that? Hmm.
1: It's hard because as the cover designer, it's your job to make something that the author loves. Like it's their story, they're paying you, you want them to love it. So at the end of the day, if they're coming to me and they're saying, I want, uh, for a long time, it was the like naked dude, like the chest abs, you know, and just the text kind of slapped on it with not much done to it if they want that from me that's what I need to do for them because that's what they want and that's what they're paying me to do it's not my favorite you know that I love to do the artsy ones those are my favorite um but I want them to be happy so if there's ever like something that they're asking for that is very in the trend and in what's in the marketing right now then I do it and I don't say like I don't think we should do that i mean you can definitely try and steer them in a direction like if there's something that i think might be cool that's like a little bit of a spin on it but still includes it i'll say you know what if we try this or i'll show them a draft like that but then if they say no then i mean we just don't do it so i try if they do want to go in the way of a trend i do try to make it a little unique but also if they want to do the trend they usually want to stick to the trend So um, thankfully, I honestly don't get that a ton because I think that people come to me because I like to do the RT covers. So they like those kinds of ones. But then also there definitely is something to the marketing right now. Like that, I just did one not that long ago that was kind of the like abs and just the text on it. And that book was in the top 100 for a long time. So I'm like, obviously there's something to it (laughs) because it was there. And I'm sure the book was amazing too.
0: No, that's really fair. And like, we are all told growing up that, like, don't judge a book by a cover. Like, you don't know a story inside and whatnot. But, like, we all inevitably we all, judge.
1: I am offended by that statement. <laughs> this is my job. <laughs> I hope you judge
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Judge <laughs> a book. <laughs> How do you handle the criticism that inevitably comes from putting a piece of artwork out into the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that like just like everyone else in the world like your DMs have like this cover did not hit the spot. Like how do you handle that?
1: Well, it's funny. I've been doing this for 6 years and I honestly like I'm trying to think of a time readers are honestly really great about like I don't think I've ever had anybody comment on my personal stuff and say I don't like this cover or this is horrible. And nobody's ever messaged me and said that either. Um, I've seen, I think the most that I've seen is like if I've done a redesign of a series that was already published and like the author is getting it redesigned for a reason whether it's they don't like the original covers, they want it to sell better, they have a reason. But then when people comment and they're like, the other ones were way better. (laughs) Like it's not really offensive, but I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Like they're doing it for a reason. I don't know why you're commenting that. Like they don't wanna hear that, it's already been done. But I haven't personally had anybody come to me and be like, this is horrible, this isn't great. Um, The most criticism I would say I get is from my clients, from my authors, just when we're designing. You know, like if I send a draft and they say, I really don't like this, or "This, this whole part needs to be changed, I'm not a fan of it at all. Which also doesn't happen that often when it's like a complete scrap that, I don't like it at all. And with that, I just think, as an artist, you're going into this knowing, like you said, that you're putting your work out there. People aren't, not everybody's gonna like it. So I am, my personality, I'm just very blunt and like, I don't take offense to it. Like I know constructive criticism is a part of it. Like I'm making something for this person who has, I mean, they're coming to me cause they like my style but they might have a little bit of a different stylistic approach to what they want and I need to do what they want. So I don't ever take offense when someone's like, I don't like that design, you need to change this just because I know like it's all part
0: of the game. So you can't be offended by it. And I think your situation is so different too because like you're not like drawing this because you like to draw. Like right. you're not doing like fan art because you're like in love with these characters mm-hmm. and then just putting it out into the world. Like you're creating a product for someone. So I feel like it's almost less of a reflection on you and right. so much more reflection on the author.
1: Yeah, which I think that's something that people don't understand and I kind of wish they did more not saying anything against these authors, but sometimes there are authors that like really take control of the creative process just based on what they want for the cover and I have to listen. Um so I think it also at this point in time you can see like when I release a cover you can kind of tell if it was mostly me or mostly the author, Um, but I wish more people knew that there are times when the designer doesn't have much say, which again, that's totally fine. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's a very interesting, like you were saying, it's a whole different thing because when people say, I don't like this cover to an author, like that's what they asked for that's what they wanted I did what they wanted so I'm happy because they're happy but it's their idea I don't know it's, <laughs> it's really a weird thing
0: that's fair like it's their like vibes there, what they want right I get that but also yeah like it like these books are like these authors babies mm-hmm. like they pour their heart and soul into it so like you are like helping with the birth like you're like a great little midwife
1: (laughs) yes Yes. I'm just standing on the side supporting (laughs) yeah it's such a weird such a weird thing because it is art the whole process is a form of art but it's it's different than like doing fan art or authors writing books and putting them out and readers being like I hate this book and you know they wrote it so that's it could be offensive to them but it's kind of different and then again I'm just very Like it doesn't offend me. You could say (laughs) a lot to me, and I'm just like, okay. Very healthy. I like approve of that.
0: (laughs) Rather than letting it get to you and be like,
1: no, but like this. Oh my god! If I let it get to me, I would have quit a long time ago. (laughs) I said, not today.
0: (laughs) You like your covers have so grown. Like you mentioned that, like your first ones were like real rough.
1: oh oh my god
0: yeah and now like the ones that you're putting out are just like so gorgeous thank you like you've done some really beautiful special editions like I saw the mock-up that you're doing for Scarlet special editions oh the A Touch of Darkness Mm -hmm. one and like you've done like these special editions for boxes like they are so wonderfully done do you approach these projects differently because they're special editions or is it pretty much like the same, like you view them all equally?
1: It's different in the sense of when you're doing a special edition, both, I think the designer and the author are going into it with the mindset that we can be much more creative with them because they're not trying to sell them based on these covers. So kind of back to what we were saying before, they'll do like the trendy marketing version for their actual cover. And then with the alternate or the special edition, it's more almost, because sometimes they don't even want to really do the trend, but they want to sell the book. So they want to follow the trend. So they'll do the special edition and be like, okay, this is kind of what I really want to do. But I was worried to do it for the main one, because I didn't think it would sell. So with the special editions, people tend to want to do object artsy typography, which is right up my alley. Um, designs and they're very open there a lot of them are just like here's a general vibe do what you want and like they don't have any edits or they have very little edits they're just very open so the special editions are a lot of fun I think for me and the author because we can do a lot more since we're not trying to sell it because of you know the cover if it's in a book box with like, scarlet's, we just wanted to make them bougie, <laughs> bougie <laughs> as hell, <laughs> and uh, really pretty, and so I'm very excited about those. <laughs> They're so pretty. We have um all of them done, I think, for all the books that are out, The Touch of Darkness, all the first three, and then Game of Fate, and it's, like, the inside part's really pretty with, like, the quote and the flower, and the outside part is really cool with, like, the collage of symbols, and I'm just i'm really happy that we still get to print them i wasn't sure because she was signing with the publisher but they said they're on board so that's awesome
0: thank god like i was really concerned too because like i like heard on the that this was coming and then book box or the bookish box did a special edition and i was Mm. like does this mean is this the only like what what's gonna happen (laughs) I know I'm glad that they're still they're still doing them because
1: then everybody was asking um, in her group because she posted like a preview of the first the game of fate um touch of darkness right before she got signed and so then I think she was going to sell them like about this time for the holidays and then when she did get signed everybody's like what's happening like what, what are we going to do about these and I was like I don't know <laughs> um, so thankfully yes they're still happening
0: <laughs> so stoked so stoked What are some major lessons you've learned between, like, your first cover and your most recent? Like, are there about yourself or about doing cover art or just about, like, your art in general?
1: I think um, the whole thing about I'm designing and I am trying to put myself and my style in them, but I really need to listen to the authors and being okay with, I don't want to say like them trashing my design or anything, but them wanting to go a much more trend-based route, like being okay with that, knowing that I am in this profession, they are hiring me to do what they want for their cover. So I need to, my main goal is for them to be happy. I need to do what they say and just being okay with, you're not going to love every cover that you design. Like I've designed over 500 covers at this point or something, and I definitely don't love all of them. Um, I don't hate them or anything like that's, it's my work. And I'm super excited to work with all these people. I don't want to sound ungrateful or anything like that. But um, there are just times when you have to let go of the control, because you need to listen to what they're saying. And you can try and steer them. But at the end of the day, again, it's their design. So having that mindset, and then I've always been pretty blunt, like I said, with the constructive criticism, but thickening that skin a little bit as, as I went along, um, and being okay with that is another thing I think I would say.
0: All very great points. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I love my, like, nine to five, but, like, I'm not proud of every, like, product i put <laughs> yeah, out. Like, like, it's just, like, not my yeah. favorite project or whatever.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So I feel like everyone can really, like, relate to that. Like, it is your job. Like this isn't just like a fun passion project, like you are doing this for a paycheck as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a very good way to put it.
0: Is there a book cover that you are most proud of?
1: Mm, It's hard. It's the cliche answer. They're all my babies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's one cover called Sweet Dandelion that's, um, a book that was written by Macaulay Smeltzer, the author I was talking about that I'm really close to, that that cover, she was very excited about that book. The idea came to her like really late one night and she messaged me, I was the first per- person that she told and she was like, I'm so excited about this. I kind of have this idea for a cover, like I'm just really excited. And I was just consumed with what she said and I designed the cover the next day and I sent it to her. And she loved it. She freaked out. I freaked out. No edits. Like it was one and done, which doesn't happen often because there's usually something like a little something that someone wants to edit. Um, And I feel like it's very unique. I think it's the cover that most people like associate with me because it's kind of different. It's like a girl's face. And then I traced over parts of it. And then like Shifted it and put like little paint strokes on it, like it's very simple but abstract and unique. I feel like, um, so that one just because it was the first one, I think I got so many messages from people and they were like, I love this cover, like, this is so pretty. And I still get messages, and it's a year almost two years later since it's come out. I think that one will always hold a special place in my heart. And then I just love Macaulay, and getting to work with her makes me so happy. So the fact that it was her book also just makes it even more special. So I'd probably say that one. That's awesome.
0: Do you find it easier to create like covers, like quicker like that? Like very few edits are needed. The more you know an author, like the closer you are with them.
1: Yeah, it can be nice and it can also suck because (laughs) like Macaulay... I know her very well. And her and I, our styles are very similar. We mesh really well when we're designing. Um, so it can be awesome because I feel like most of the time we're very close when we work on a draft. But sometimes, like, she knows exactly what she wants. And so I'll do a draft and she's like, I hate that. And I'm like, <laughs> like she's very honest with me I'm very honest with her like we don't we just have that relationship where it's like you can tell me anything it's not offensive um and she'll see it in her head and we have to go until we can get it right and she's like oh I don't know what it's missing like there's something that it needs and we're trying to figure it out and we're both frustrated by it um it doesn't happen too often so yes, because then I know their style better. And I feel like I can produce a better draft from the get-go when I know them more and I've worked with them more, but then also we'll both get kind of frustrated if we can't nail it because we know we can do it, but it's like, oh, there's something
0: missing. I feel like that's true. with like any project, like, yeah. it's like when you can't put your finger on it, you're like, I just, I don't understand what it is. What is the universe telling me that it needs? Mm -hmm. You've kind of already touched on this, but what is your absolute favorite part about designing these covers?
1: I would say for me, it's the reaction from the authors when I get that message where they're like, oh my God, I'm almost in tears. You perfectly captured my vision. Like, I can't thank you enough. And then they'll message me later, just randomly just being like, I'm still staring at my cover and I love it. Like that is just so fulfilling and rewarding because it makes me happy when they're happy and when they're like super happy it's just I don't know it's it's very surreal because I find it hard to fathom that I can make somebody that happy by doing something that I love to do it's it's like the best of both worlds so I think seeing their reaction when they freak out is always my favorite thing
0: that's awesome I that's just that's beautiful (laughs) Beautiful. thank you (laughs) Do you have like overall goals you want to achieve as an artist?
1: I, this sounds bad, but kind of not really. It <laughs> like doesn't feel I, bad at all. <laughs> I I like the whole manifesting, just like putting out positive vibes and being like, oh, this would kind of be cool um, to do. But I don't, like, I don't specifically say I want to do this next year. I want to do that. I think it's just more of a general, like, I want to better myself, I want to continue to learn and grow my skills, I want to connect with more people, Um, very broad goals, because for me, I feel like when I, when I'm very specific, I disappoint myself when I don't make it happen, so I just try to keep it broad and um,
0: positive vibes, I would say, versus, like, very specific things. I get that. I have no goals for this podcast either for very similar reasons, like just going to manifest like real positive vibes and really great guests and go from there.
1: Right. You just, you go into it saying I'm going to be better. I'm going to try and do my thing and see what happens.
0: That's amazing. Are you, and like, tell me if like, this is like a way too personal, like, are you doing this full time or is like a goal to do this full time?
1: Um, So I have a full-time nine-to-five job on top of this that I am a graphic designer for a nonprofit. Um, And it's a remote job. I love working there so much. Like, it's really great. I love my team. Um, And then I do this on the side, although this year it kind of blew up because so I graduated college last December um, a year ago, which is so weird to say, first of all, (laughs) like it feels like a long time ago.
0: You're like a baby. Um, (laughs)
1: die but so I graduated and then I went into 2021 I was like I'm gonna really focus on growing my business and working with more people and marketing and putting myself out there Um, because historically I'm pretty shy so I've tried to be better about that so I said that to myself again with like the general goals um I said that to myself and then it I don't understand it, like it blew up I I just I don't understand it. I am so grateful, but I don't understand. And so I I basically work two full-time jobs, I would say because I <laughs> I work so much in this uh, book cover stuff. It's really crazy. So um, it's a lot and it's it's awesome, but it's a lot sometimes. And I have always said, it might be weird to hear, but I've always said, I don't wanna do this full-time, the graphic design part because I think if I did, I wouldn't like it anymore, just because it is so, it's so much work, and then dealing with people, like, you can have 10 super wonderful clients, and it's great, and you have that one, and you're, like, maybe I should retire, like, it's just, it just takes that one author that's, like, it's just not a great, situation um whether it's just you're struggling to come up with an idea that you both like or they end up being kind of rude um and it it's just like a little bit disappointing when that happens so I feel like if I was full-time and I took on a lot more clients that it wouldn't be my passion side job anymore it would just feel like work and I don't want it to feel like work so um I'm trying to keep it as like a side job, although the the hours that I work, it doesn't seem like.
0: (laughs) It's that other 40 hours a week that you're like, oh. Exactly.
1: So um, I'm very grateful. Again, I never wanted to sound like I'm ungrateful or I don't like all these people that I work with because they're wonderful. But this year, it's just it was like another level of crazy that I just I was like, oh, my God. So next year, I'm booking a lot of people into next year already, and I'm trying to be a lot more cognizant of how much I'm booking, like, how many people I'm booking, and who I'm working with, because there are a couple people that I had this year, and I was like, oh my god, (laughs) like, it was just a little bit of a struggle.
0: That's fair, and no, I don't think you ever sound ungrateful, but, like, again, this is a job, like, we all have shitty clients sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Wait. sure
1: you know all too well.
0: <laughs> so many, so many shitty clients. It's oh, unfortunate. <laughs> what would be your dream commission?
1: <clears throat> well, I did have one this year that I was, I, well, first of all, okay. so back in July, I wrote a list of authors that I was like, I would love to work with these people and I'm not going to look at the list for like a year. So I haven't looked at it since I wrote like 10 or 15 authors that were some that I thought were just like unattainable, but I would love to work with them. And some I'm like, hmm, there's a little bit more of a potential that I could. And I got to work with one of them because I remember I did write them down. And it was Laura Thalassa, who wrote the Four Horsemen series. I don't know if you've read those. Um, I haven't
0: read that one, but I've read her Bargner
1: series. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, I would love to work with her. Don't know if I ever could and I got to design the special editions for that series for a book box. They come out in January, I think. And it's like all the bells and whistles, gold foiling. I got to do like the stenciled edge design and the end papers and it's just, I almost cried when, when I found out I got to do it. So that was one that was a dream that I know I can cross off the list when I look at it again and it's very exciting um so that was one and then there's an author that I never ever ever thought I would work with them and I can't say who which makes me really really sad because I want to tell you um but the cover comes out at the end of this month and it is in the book room box for December's box and I cried I almost cried when I found out that I got to do it so I'm very excited because I've been teasing it for like a couple months now and people hate me but I'm like just buy the box like I promise (laughs) you'll be very happy um and so it comes out this month and that one I was like oh my god this is another level of like I don't deserve to do this but
0: that's so exciting that's awesome what kind of like if you want to share like who are like some of those authors that you would like die to work with
1: um oh my god I'm trying to remember uh so Laura Colasso was one of them mm-hmm. there is some like I wrote a couple on there that again they just feel unattainable but you never know like I love the Caraval series by mm-hmm. Stephanie Garber and I would die to work with her I don't know if I'd ever like I don't know what situation because she's with the publisher um but again if you don't write it down the manifesting cannot happen right So I just wrote her down because I really love her books Um, I'm trying to remember who else I wrote Scarlett I wrote Scarlett down because I want to continue to work with her because I love her so much and I was like I don't know with her publisher like if she's still going to want to work with me what what's going to go on with that so I did I wrote her down Um, Tate James which I actually she's another one that I am working with right now I had written her down um, she wrote the Madison Kate series which is really popular on like book talk right now um I'm trying to remember I can't even remember who else I wrote like I haven't looked at the list at all but there was a bunch of them that's um, awesome
0: yeah that's such a great list I get that I like feel like I reach out to Stephanie Garber like once a month being like hey are you free
1: <laughs> please be on my podcast
0: <laughs> like i right
1: I'll join and stay muted in the corner just so I can, like, sit and look at her.
0: (laughs) When my first, like, couple episodes came out, I got really, really, really lucky, and, like, Danielle Jensen, like, looks at her DMs, Mm -hmm. and so she was, like, my eighth interview that went live. Awesome. But just, like, so lucky, but my friend was, like, can I, like, can I just be in the background? (laughs) i was like yes. just kidding I, I can't do this i would fangirl so hard like you wouldn't get an interview <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so awesome that's you've had some awesome people on here
0: i have really lucked out like absolutely
1: but again Sorry. it's the manifesting
0: like i wrote a list of authors that like i would love to interview and like i consistently add to my list hmm. as like as i get other authors and i'm like oh, i could i might be able to do this <laughs> It gets ramped up a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, that's what you gotta do. You gotta keep you, aiming higher.
0: You gotta. And, like, so you have a Facebook group. <laughs> what made you want to take on the extra pressure and work of moderating a Facebook group?
1: So, the Facebook group, I started way back towards when I first started because I have like an actual Facebook page and then I have the group. And I feel like I started the group because for a second, groups were super hot on Facebook and Facebook was like the main point of contact for a lot of people. And now it's shifted a lot to Instagram in my opinion. Um, but I, I don't know why I still have a lot of visibility in my group with the people that are in there. So I continue to post my cover reveals. And if I have pre-made designs, I only post them in there. So then people go join that group it's just another form of communication for me to get some of the authors that aren't on Instagram um, or that just don't see my posts. Like I barely post on my actual Facebook page cause that doesn't like, that's just whatever. Like nobody <laughs> sees stuff on there, but um, the group, I still have people that see it and interact with it and that aren't on other socials. So I just, I try to stay consistent um, because of that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Good. People are nice in there, like they haven't been rude. So I, I continue to do it. <laughs> That's great. I'm yeah. my- like, I also I have some of my like family members in there, and it makes me want to die a little bit inside because like I'm posting some of these covers and I'm like, my grandma's in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to not think about that. <laughs> but the same for my Instagram, my boss and my team members from my day job follow my. My business Instagram and I'm just like oh my god please don't see this one <laughs> like it's just
0: I don't know a little bit cringe there are there, there's just abs on this cover like what are you doing <laughs> like,
1: don't, don't bring it up in our meeting this week like we don't need to acknowledge that or so like my my day job they have uh it's like a weekly or every two weeks a newsletter that goes out And it's about like internal stuff. And so they'll feature an employee in each one and say like, here's something exciting. Like they just got engaged, they just had a baby. And so my boss found out about my one design. It was when a Game of Fate was in the bookstore for the first time for Scarlet. And I was super excited about it and she found out and she was like, I think you should send this into the newsletter. Like, I think you should talk about it. And I was like, so um, the person who was writing the newsletter was like, oh, just talk about your book covers and how you got into it and whatever. And I'm like, please God, nobody go buy this book because I did the cover because like, they're my, like, okay, I support Scarlett. Like I, everybody buy her books, but when it's my boss buying it because I did the cover and then seeing it's like super smutty, I'm like, (laughs) it just, it makes me want to die a little bit. And it's really funny because it's exciting. But then I'm like, oh my God, the book, I get that (laughs) yeah so I try to keep my lives separate like my friends and family personal life my day job this job but that doesn't happen so I just have to kind of accept that I
0: like my nine to five like knows I have the podcast but none of them know the title of it so it would take very solid sleuthing to find it and so and like my name is nowhere on this podcast. <laughs> like it is Jessica and only Jessica. Smart. So like, can't find me. It's fine. But the minute the minute it pops up for someone, I'm gonna be like, it's fine. These are great authors. What are you doing? <laughs>
1: right. I got another thing that I just oh my god, I wanted to crawl into a ball. My cousin texted me a screenshot of a text conversation with her mom, aka my aunt, that my TikTok popped up on her for you page. And then I got a text from my other aunt who was like, oh, I just got off your TikTok page. And I'm like, this is spreading all the way down the Witted family line. Like my grandparents probably know about this. All my aunts and uncles know about this. Like get off my TikTok. I don't post anything scandalous or anything, but I just like, I'm not one to be on camera and do this stuff, but I get a lot of clients on TikTok. So I continue to do it um but I'm just like oh my why are you sharing my TikTok with my grandparents
0: oh (laughs) my gosh if my parents found my TikTok they'd be like girl we need to talk about some therapy because I post a lot about liking like some nice dark romance mafia men (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly oh my god You are first and foremost a reader. Like what types of books do you gravitate towards? Like what are some of your favorite titles and authors and all that?
1: Um, I'm very much a mood reader. And I feel like this entire year it's just been fantasy for the mood. Because for a hot second, like when I was in college, I did very little reading because I was so busy between that and then with the major that I was in, you had to do three internships before you could graduate. So I was working and I was doing my classes full time. And then I was, I was designing book covers a little bit, not to the degree I am right now, but I just, I, like, I didn't have time to, to read. And so I missed out on all the books that were coming out, both indie and traditionally published. So this year I just binged, like I read so many fantasy books, but from this year, I really loved um, Ledge by Stacey McEwen. Which Stacy is on TikTok. She's like Stace Bookspace, I think is her handle and she does really funny like yeah. affirmations and reading stuff. Um, which I got to do the cover, which is really awesome for the book, but she let me it's
0: read
1: It's like it. it's like a like an
0: axe, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. yes, yes, yes. yes!
1: yes. <laughs> Killed it. Right. <Arrive>. Um <laughs> <with your research. laughs> Um, so I got to do the cover, which is really great. And then it was supposed to come out October 31st, but then she got signed with a publisher. So it's not coming out till next year, which is unfortunate because I'm telling you about it and it's not even out, but when it comes out, you should read it. It's very good. Um, it's like a very original high fantasy. I just loved it. So that was a good one. And then King of Battle and Blood, of course, of course, Devoured that. I have it like right off to the side of me. I love that so much.
0: Um, what else did I read? I haven't read it yet because I know I won't be able to put it down and I'm going to my parents this weekend for like a month. And when I'm there, I work East coast hours on the West coast. Um, So I'm done by like two and I'm like waiting until then, because then at like 2 PM, I can start reading and just like devour it.
1: that's, That's what I did. Cause she, Scarlett had me shook because she emailed it to me before even arcs were sent out like it was just like the pdf of the layout of the interior to print or whatever um and she just sent it to me it was like kbb with a bunch of exclamation points and my email was like oh my god and so i binge read it and it was so good i love that book um so that was one ledge was another one um one of my all-time favorite fantasy series is the tiger's curse series by colleen hawk it's H-O-U-C-K is how you say it. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but I love it. I read it back in like early high school maybe. Um, and I just like, that's my comfort series. Whenever I need to reread something, you know, when you have your really long TBR and you're like, I'm going to reread something. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> those. Like once a month. <laughs> um, So that series, it's like Indian mythology with some um, mystery and romance. Like it's just so that's another series that I really love. So fantasy is the theme of the year for me, is what I'm saying. I
0: love that. Do you have like a favorite fandom to be a part of? Mm-hmm.
1: I am not as involved as involved in like bookish ones, I would say. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan though. So I really love those those books and movies. And a lot of my friends are also huge Harry Potter fans. So I guess that would be one. Um, I do like the Avatar books, but I'm nowhere near as like fandom crazy as some people are.
0: That fandom is a lot.
1: <laughs> they they scare me, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess Harry Potter would be the biggest one. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not as involved in like that kind of thing. That's fair. We can't all be. <laughs> i do love like there's a lot of them that i love like i love twilight
0: um lord of the rings star wars really I mean, being part of fandom is like a certain level of commitment yeah. and you have I, a lot going on i just
1: i clap and support from the side
0: <laughs> we support we cheer yes. we are not a part of <laughs> as you
1: said we're the midwife
0: <laughs> yes do you have any fun things coming up in 2022? Like, is there anything you can share that we can expect from you in this new year?
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to think what I can say specifically in general, lots of stuff. (laughs) I have had so many authors reach out to me for alternate covers within like the last few months of this year. So I have a lot of those coming out, which is exciting because it's for a lot of people that have like abs or people on the covers, but they're pretty popular series. So then it's cool to have this discreet option. Cause I know that that's been a huge trend with people lately, like readers wanting that. Can um, you explain what an alternate
0: cover is for listeners? Yes. Sorry.
1: Sometimes you're I'm talking different. and I'm like, I forget it. Like I'm in this world, but not everybody else is like <laughs> into the, all the terms. <laughs> so the alternate cover is just, it's the same exact same story exact same interior literally the only change is the cover Um, and authors just like to have another option for the readers that maybe don't want to be in public with like the abs on it and they want the object typography instead or um, readers just like to collect them sometimes it's like a collector's thing like the scarlet ones are labeled as like collector's editions Um, so yeah, the alternate covers are just
0: like a fun,
1: if you want to buy them, you can buy them. If not, you don't have to kind of thing.
0: Are they usually through like the author's websites or book boxes or like, do these also end up like in stores?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing. So some of them are through book boxes. So like I do book room box that I work with those you can only buy if you get the subscription and then they tend to have extras on their website after the fact so in book boxes it's just there and then with authors they usually do sell them on their website and then with the whole Barnes & Noble stocking indie books lately um, if they upload them through Barnes & Noble's printer then the stores have the ability to buy them and stock them so a lot of the times they will stock the alternate like discrete cover over the main cover um, I don't know, just because they see that, because a lot of the people that stock them are readers, and they're the ones that work there. So yeah, you can usually find them on websites or um, potentially in stores too. Cool.
0: Yeah. Wait, then you're sharing what to expect for 2022. Okay.
1: Um, so I have a lot of those coming out. The Tate James one, I'm really excited because they're for her, Madison Kate, her Hades, and then her upcoming new series is coming out. I think she's showing them soon, which is awesome. And then the Four Horsemen special covers, those come out in January for a book box, which is awesome and I'm really excited because the first cover has only been shared in the Facebook group at the moment. Publicly, none of them have been shared like with the full front, but we have all of them done. So those I'm very excited to share because I know people love those. Um, I feel like I'm like classic celebrity on an interview when I can't like say anything specific. <laughs> No, I get it um, I get it <laughs> a lot I have a lot um that's yeah just very exciting in a lot of things
0: <laughs> that's so fun that's so fun I can't wait to see all of these reveals on your Instagram I oh God, am nuts. stoked
1: when so people message me and say like they buy covers just because I did them I don't understand like, <laughs> again super exciting very grateful but i'm like i don't know why just like when you reach out to me and you're like oh can i interview i'm like i don't know why but sure <laughs> <laughs> like i just don't think i'm that interesting and i just like do this day to day so it's not as it's not that it's not exciting but i'm just used to it so then when people are like oh that's great and i want to talk about it i'm like sure i don't know but sure let like, chat I, I'm not I've never been the type to like brag or be showy or whatever like I said I'm I was very shy when I was younger so the fact that people love my stuff this much and want to talk about it is just really mind-blowing
0: that's awesome that's awesome and I just have one last question I'm gonna oh. end there because like this was just a wonderful way to do it yeah. but my closing question to all my guests is what books are you currently binging? Hmm.
1: I'm going to be really disappointing because I've been so busy (laughs) between my jobs and moving. Like you can't see it, but there's just boxes over here and my bed is on the ground because my bed frame just got taken from me (laughs) because we're leaving the house soon. Um, I haven't been reading that much (laughs) lately. I did just finish, um, I read that Tate James book, it's called Honey Trap, but it's not out yet. But since I was doing the alternate cover for it, she gave it to me to read early so I could get an idea. So I did read that. And that was very good. Um, Binge read King of Battle and Blood like a month ago, which was also very great. Um, I'm reading Macaulay Smeltzer is writing a book right now. And she's sending it to me chapter by chapter. And so I read that when she sends that to me, um, which is really cool. And other than that, I just like, I'm so boring. I'm so disappointing. I don't have anything.
0: <laughs> you have a lot going on. <sighs> I
1: can't do jobs so and a move. It's so sad though, because like I have all my books and I just like, oh, I want to read them, but I can't. So when I'm on the road, cause our house isn't being built or it's not done being built until the end of February. So for the next two months, we're going to be kind of on the road and seeing friends and family and then like VRBOs and stuff. I will be reading. I will be catching up on these books. (laughs) Then I can give you a better answer. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. We'll loop back
0: around. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Solely to answer the question. Yes. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for asking
1: me to be on here. Like, it's super exciting and you're so wonderful.
0: This has been Emily Wittig. You can follow Emily on Instagram and TikTok at Emily Designs. That's Emily underscore W-I-T-T-I-G underscore designs. If you are in the market for a cover artist, you can also check out Emily's website, EmilyWittigdesigns.com, to see her portfolio. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Bookshelf Binge. Be sure to give the show five stars on your preferred listening platform. Those ratings really help me out. So if you submit a rating, I'll truly love you forever. Be sure to check out the show's merch on Etsy. I'll absolutely repost every person that tags me when they wear it. And it's so exciting seeing some of you in these designs. As always, if you want a saying from the show or a shirt that I already designed in a different format, just let me know and I will absolutely design it for you. I do all of it myself, so truly whatever you want, I can try to create. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Patreon to get access to my first mini-series. Our first topic, based on voting, is going to be dark romance. It'll be a five-episode series that'll feature some of my favorite TikTokers, bookstagrammers, and authors. It's so exciting. I'm planning for it to come out in February. So be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out. Thank you again for listening. I'm your host, Jessica. You can find me on almost all social media platforms at Binge.